Hey everyone, what is up? Welcome in to a Monday edition of Real Sports Talk by Niraj Kalia. Hope you're all doing well. It is October 17, 2022. Uh, spend some time. Obviously, I took some time off, you know, dealing with things as that's the common word I've used sometimes <laughs> by all of us. Um, but yeah, I am back and I want to recap week six um, of NFL season, which does conclude tonight with the Denver Broncos taking on the LA Chargers. Definitely a big game for both teams as they're trying to see and figure out their identities and getting healthy. Uh, A lot of question marks, no doubt. Uh, More so for Denver than Chargers, but time will tell. And this game will be a pretty good indicator of what may come for these teams moving forward. So... Week six featured quite a bit of explosive matchups, and sometimes as a football fan, you just kind of want to sit back and observe and just watch the games unfold. And that's sort of what I kind of did, uh, I would say, uh, in the previous week, kind of just leading up to it, just looking at the matches and thinking, like, okay, like, there are some games that could be really, really good, some games that could really be interesting one way or another. So that's kind of where I uh, put my mindset in for uh, these games this weekend. So, uh, pretty cool things to see overall. Um, you know, obviously, there are some teams that definitely uh, have surprised, no doubt, early on in this NFL season in terms of how they're playing. Uh and it's just good to see. It's just good to see uh, some teams that really, uh, you know, show something. Um, and the talent coming out and the coaching that's on display, it's pretty impressive. So, uh, you look at things from that angle and that perspective, it definitely looks good all the way around. So, let's start with... Uh, the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers losing in Pittsburgh. Um, I think the final score was twenty to eighteen or twenty-one to eighteen, something along those lines. Um, pretty surprising loss for the Buccaneers, uh, just considering how much they, uh, you know, started to get some pieces back and. You know, thought that maybe knowing Brady's history against Pittsburgh, that it wasn't going to be one of those contests that would be competitive enough. But the Steelers needed a win; they were desperate for a win, and somehow, some way, you saw the Steelers play a really good game. Um, they got some key uh, plays going on defense. Uh, to swing the tide in their favor towards the end of the game. Um, 
Tom Brady was definitely hit quite a bit overall. Uh, and more important, this offense did show some signs of progress. Uh, it was tough, obviously, to see Kenny it go down with the injury or, you know, had to be obviously took a big hit. Um, you know, but, you know, you saw the Steelers, um, you know, Harris probably had one of his be- better games this season. If you think about it, just being able to uh, get the football, get some carries going. I mean, it was a much better performance for Najee Harris. Chase Claypool made some impressive catches in this game, including a touchdown, I believe. Uh, Deontay Johnson made some nice plays. The Steelers just played the kind of game that they kept it close. They kept it in front of them. And they really took advantage of some of the Bucks' inconsistencies on their offensive line. No doubt the Buccaneers aren't the same team. Um, and that's just from a, from a scheme point of view. Uh, they just don't have that consistency across the offensive line. Uh, and to hold up, you know, they obviously had some injuries, key, some key injuries on the offensive line. Um, but despite that, you know, you saw them still run the, run the football and keep that balance a little bit. But it's not coming all together in the closing moments of these games. And that's been their biggest Achilles heel is that overall you're not seeing... Uh, a key area where the Bucks used to really have a lot of success in was the middle of the field. And those things aren't coming as easy as they used to come. And so you're seeing a lot of teams just really keep things in front. And like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they have yet to have those breakout type of games. You know, they've probably had their moments here and there where they've made their catches and they've made their explosive plays, but it isn't coming easy uh, and not um, not so, you know, easy in terms of just the way that they can do it. So, give the Steelers credit. They pulled off an upset win. Uh, they really turned the Bucks into uh, overall team and like I said there were just a few little miscues by the Buccaneers they made it a game late um, but for the most part the Bucs really just struggled to finish uh, in Steelers territory a number of times you know four field goals a touchdown um, you know so it's, this is more about the Bucks not being able to finish in the plus side of the field and that's why the Steelers end up winning this game Let's go to Atlanta beating the 49ers. How about that? Uh, I think the final score was either 28 to 14 or 28 to 21. Uh, this was a nice game for uh, the Falcons' offense. You know, you saw Marcus Mariota do some nice things. Kyle Pitt caught a touchdown pass. There's just a lot of good things to see from the Atlanta Falcons' offense overall. Their defense made some plays. Um, Niners just never really settled into this game. Um, and the 49ers defense, yes, has some injuries and every, every team is battling injuries. Uh, but the 49ers defense has got to be better than this. Uh, you know, 
despite what, what they may or may not have, they just could not get off the field enough. Uh, they couldn't give his offense enough opportunities at times to get it going. Uh, and so it was just not one of those games which you could expect much from Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners offense. I mean, they had their moments, yes, uh, but the Falcons just really took over this game with their ability to stay on the field a lot longer, run the football, control time possession. And Falcons have, you know, definitely surprised. I think they're 3-3 three and three on the season now, and you've seen some solid things overall from the rookies and this defense coming along a little bit. So a nice win for Atlanta at home, kind of controlled the game at their pace and their start, and they ended up winning this game as a result of it. Uh, let's go to New England. They picked up another victory to get back to 500, beating Cleveland. Um, boy, have things really taken a bad turn for the Cleveland Browns in the last few weeks. You know, they, they really have uh, ended up losing some games. Uh, really close to the edge and you know it's just one of those games where the Patriots defense uh, just really seemed to be dominant for another week in a row uh, really just limiting whatever Nick Chubb could do offensively you know maybe set turn up the ball over quite a bit and yeah um, Bailey Zappi uh, has really shown some nice things uh, for New England, this offense, and who knows? Uh, I still think that you'll see Mac Jones be the star when he comes back, but no doubt his play the last two weeks or so, um, they have definitely uh, changed some conversations there in New England. But having said that, the Patriots have obviously taken advantage of a uh, you know two-game stretch that's pretty favorable to them. And so, yeah, you beat Cleveland, you beat Detroit. Let's see how everybody goes. Uh, I mean, they have an opportunity. And everyone on their schedule has, has an opportunity to win a stretch of games. You know, that's that's the thing with the 17-game season is that every team in the NFL is going to have a stretch of games where they could go on a run. And so New England, all of a sudden, after being 1-3, and three, you know, they host Chicago next week. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Like I said, the division, all the division races across the NFL, across the AFC and NFC, are really not going to be decided until like week 12 or week 13 or even week 14 of the NFL season. It could really come down to that. And that's what the NFL uh, wanted. And they're getting that early on in this season where every team may still have a shot to make, a noise, make noise in their division. And so and you have that. But Cleveland's definitely in a tough spot. Um, and they need to find a way to get back on track real soon or else their season will be over between uh, before the time Deshaun Watson takes the field this season. So now let's go to talking um, about the Bengals and the Saints. Uh, both teams definitely hungry and desperate for a victory. However, the Bengals came out on top of this one. Uh, with a nice performance from Joe Burrow, who's in Mark Chase, down the stretch. Uh, competitive game. Uh, the Bengals just really were able to make some plays, get the ball at the end, and put together a nice drive to cap it off. 
good to see that happen. Um, for the Bengals, they obviously have had a tough start to the season. Their offensive line hasn't gelled as they hoped to, but they got a key win against a Saints defense that, you know, definitely played his best, but at times they obviously could not stop things. And, you know, without James Winston, the Saints need to be kind of shuffling between Taysom Hill and Andy Dalton. And both guys played particularly well, but there were some spots there where they just really needed more execution, more better plays. Um, it was just more about closing this game out, and the Saints kind of weren't able to do that as well as they hoped to. Um, and so they're also sitting in a pretty tough spot now as well, being two and four. Um, you know, and they could get back together, but they need uh, to get healthy and they need to finish games a lot better. And Dennis Allen definitely got to try to rectify a couple of things on defense. Um, and they need to start producing turnovers more and more for this team to remain, remain in contention um, down the stretch of the season. Now let's get to talking about the Giants and how about what a week for what a weekend for New York sports and a big one obviously tonight in the Yankees and Guardians you know, division series. But what a big weekend for the New York sports football teams, special stuff. The Giants coming from behind um, down by ten to beat the Baltimore Ravens twenty-four to twenty. Uh, Daniel Jones, take one Barkley, uh, you know, showed up, played pretty well. Obviously, there were some things that were a little bit dicey early on, but the Giants battled back. Uh, the defense um, really came up big. And for the Baltimore Ravens, I mean, what another crushing close loss. Man, they've had a couple of these this season where... You know, it felt like this game really turned when Lamar Jackson and the Ravens had that penalty on that third and one play. And then they backed it up, up five yards. And then Lamar Jackson tried to make something happen by extending the play out. And he ended up throwing the interception, which gave the Giants the opportunity to go ahead and uh, punch in the touchdown. You know, so, you know, it, it was really a game which the... The momentum really shifted quite a bit in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, you saw some really nice things from this offense. The Giants, obviously, they don't have all their uh, wide receivers, but you saw Jones make some good throws here and there. He played good football. They ran the football extremely well. Um, and they kept him moving. Uh, and the Ravens, obviously, played extremely well. A lot of the Ravens' success came from, you know, from Kenny and Drake and Mark Andrews. The tight ends are obviously taking a majority of the stretch, but like I said, this game really came down to Baltimore's miscues and not being able to, you know, like Lamar Jackson, obviously sensational. He can beat you obviously a lot of different ways, but for him to obviously extend that play as long as that he did, it was going to not work out so well. And so Giants were able to take advantage of that, played smart, um, and they obviously got that huge play at the end. Another turnover on the Ravens to, to, to ice the game. Um, so it was all around a great victory. And the Giants defense really showed out and played big time. Um, and it was nice to see the Giants win this game. They're 5-1. and one, Very, very impressed. 
I hope it continues because looking at the division itself, it's still going to be competitive and still a lot of games left to go. But it was really good to see them step up and, and defeat Baltimore and really just close the game out the way they, that they did. That's how you get it done on defense. And it was a fading end to that game. Let's talk about the Jets. The Jets pulling off the upset at Lambeau Field, beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers 27 to 10, I believe was the final score. Uh, what a performance by the Jets all around. Um, they weren't really favored a whole lot leading up to this game. Uh, everyone was saying, you know, long trip, Packers at home. They're going to come out and really make a statement. And it was a struggle for both offenses, no doubt. I mean, through the first two, three quarters, it was really a struggle for both offenses. They really couldn't get anything going. Um, but this game just really came down to execution. And uh, the Jets were able to make some good plays. They obviously got a one nice big play from Zach Wilson down the field. And then Brees Hall and... Uh, sorry, Braxton Berries had that first, you know, end-around trick play touchdown. And then Brees Hall had another one. Plus, special teams were an issue for both teams. But more so for the Packers because the Jets were able to uh, block one and return it for a touchdown, which was a huge shifting point in the game as well. You know, so Cleveland, uh, sorry, Cleveland the Packers obviously had special team miscues, you know, dating back to last season and they had it again where they just weren't able to um, you know take advantage and I mean yes there were some drop passes by the Packers and there's that but the Jets defense really played well they got pressure on Aaron Rodgers it really made it tough you know there was one touchdown obviously that I think Lazard did get the sauce Gardner showed how great he was and continue to show how great he was in his rookie season. Made some nice plays on the football. Uh, Carl Lawson, Quinton Williams really made some solid, solid plays all the way across. You know, so it was a great victory. You didn't see, uh, like I said, for Zach Wilson, was it the best game? No. But he didn't have any turnovers. He played well enough, you know, to keep things moving and like I said the play calling and execution the play design for the touchdown for Brees Hall was really really good and so for the Packers I mean they had drop passes you didn't see much of Dylan and Jones being too much of a factor in that and uh, yes they were missing one wide receiver there for the Packers but all in all the Jets played a solid game defensively and offensively they really gave the Packers some trouble here and there on the ground especially on that trick play. And so the Jets are four and two. And they have looked really, really solid uh, in terms of just running the football, protecting the football, and Wilson playing some, you know, playing turn number three. And so they are four and two. And like I said, they have a stretch of games coming up that really will be telling even more. But this was a nice statement victory, a nice big victory for them to have. Um, Obviously, for Wilson, uh, main thing is to progress and get more things going offensively. But uh, overall, it was a solid performance for uh, the Jets and uh, a nice team win. And so, 
they will definitely um, have to keep it going because the schedule is going to get a little bit more tougher as things go along. So now let's get to talking about some of the other games that were on the docket. Let's talk about Seattle beating um, Arizona. I think 19-9 was the final score in that one. I mean, boy, the Cardinals, sometimes they look really, really great. Sometimes they look really, really awful. And this is one of those games which I expected a lot more from Kyler Murray. Um, and you just did not see it. You just did not see it from the Cardinals. Uh they just could not get enough big plays going. They could not finish when they had to finish. It was just one of those games in which the Cardinals just never got those big-time plays that they needed. And Seattle just played their style. Geno Smith played his style. And they just able able to ride that to a victory. And so, I mean, Seattle has impressed, no doubt. They remained competitive, surprisingly, Geno Smith's play this season. This is more about Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and this offense that definitely needs DeAndre Hopkins back sooner or rather later. I think he will be coming back soon enough. They just cannot remain consistent enough at times to finish or close plays. They've been in some obviously close games this season, but this was one of those games in which they just really never got it going, especially in the plus side of the field. And Seattle just took advantage of that. Obviously, crowd noise and all and you know, took care of it overall, you know, and Seattle, when they obviously a home field, like, that's a big thing for Seattle, and Cardinals were all, all out of sorts um, in this game, and, you know, uh, they took advantage of that, and I think, obviously, the rookie running back for Seattle, Kenneth Walker, had a nice game, so Seattle continues to be right there in the thick of things, um, you know, despite their defense not being the same without Jamal Adams, they they are getting things done here and there, and we'll see if it continues. But definitely a surprising loss for the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams uh, picked up a win over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Rams had to win this game. Uh, I mean, was it was it the best game? Probably not, but they got the victory. They played what they had to do. You know, Carolina obviously is in a tough situation. A lot of things are kind of in a dysfunctional mode there with, you know, Robbie Anderson obviously leaving the game, uh, you know, getting heated a little bit, you know. So, if you look at it from that standpoint of view, the Panthers really aren't uh, playing the best football there. Things are getting more and more tougher for Matt Rule there. And so, the Rams just played their style, got a nice victory that they, they needed. Uh, but there's still a lot more for the defending champs to show going forward uh, to be to bounce back and be uh, be what they should be as an offense as a team going forward. Um, so you have that game. Uh, what else am I not getting to just yet? I talked about that team. Talked about that team. Um, have that. The Vikings picked over, uh, got a win over the Miami Dolphins, who still are uh, waiting for Tua to return back. I think Tua will be starting next week for Pittsburgh. Oh, sorry. He, uh, the Tua, I think, will be back for the game against Pittsburgh next week. The Minnesota Vikings, um, 
they display their style. Obviously, Skylar Thompson, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, there wasn't really much of a challenge for the Vikings per se. I mean, the game did get close at some point. Uh, but the Vikings uh, played good football. Davin Cook had a nice big run touchdown this game. You know, uh, just really good football overall. You saw the offense, just some nice things. The Vikings are an interesting team. They're off to, a, obviously, like I said, a really good start. I think they're 5-1, and one, I believe. Uh, Kirk Cousins has done some good things. It, it remains to be seen if this team will remain the way they are because there's a lot of things yet to be determined and figured out. Um, but we'll see. You know, we'll see if it remains to be the case. Um, overall, like I said, you do, you do like some of the things that uh, you, you do see. Um, um, uh, it just remains to be seen how well they do against some of the better you know, teams down the stretch. But uh, the Dolphins definitely need their quarterback back. They need, obviously, they're doing some injuries, no doubt, as, as well. But they need to get back to uh, the guys that are playing a little bit better, especially um, in, you know, in terms of just third down and, and getting getting more things going in that direction. There's going to be more, a little more creativity going on, but I think I said, like I said, with the quarterback situation, the way that it has been so far, um, things are a little bit dicey, and we got to change around uh, for that. So there's that. Um, the only two games that I'm thinking I haven't covered yet, uh, Bills Chiefs, Bills winning 24-20. to in Kansas City, uh, very interesting game. You know, the Bills had, uh, you know, miscure early on, uh, but it was a really uh, nice back and forth game. Both teams obviously show what they can do offensively. Uh, I think this game obviously just really came down to, you know, just a little bit of you know forcing the issue. I think um, Mahomes obviously was trying to force something and didn't kind of work out the way that he hoped to. Uh, he threw the interception at the end. It was one of the end zone as well that he had that was, you know, a little bit too much. He was kind of waiting, waiting, and tried to fling it, and it didn't kind of go well. So, I mean, it was one of, one of those games where both teams played extremely well in the, in the second half of the game. Um, Josh Allen obviously had a huge hurdle run, per se, uh, and overall, like I said, these two teams are two teams that you look at and say that they're going to be contending in the AFC for a chance for the Super Bowl. And this game, who knows? The Bills won this game and how well this victory, this game, it's early in the season, no doubt. You know, both teams are still uh, at a, have a good record, you know, at four and two. Uh, those are not five and one now, but. Um, both teams have a lot going for them, and the real key thing is, you know, home field advantage and who who does get that overall, you know, who ends up getting over that home field advantage. And this game may or may not be a deciding factor, but I think Mahomes could have been a little bit better. I think the team could have been a little bit better overall as a unit. And so uh, you expect these two teams to meet, meet again. Because that's what kind of been happening in the last few years, um, but the Bills were just able to kind of recover from their slow start and miscues and really play much better football. You know, they ran the football extremely well, and Stephon Diggs obviously made his 
presence and so they feel their players. So I think the Chiefs, despite this loss, are still in a good spot. Uh, but no doubt, Mahomes um, got to bounce back from this one and be better. Um, and overall, like I said, there's defense for the Chiefs. You know, they're they have some talent there on the defensive line that's new, back in a little bit, kind of figuring out things. So uh, the Bills remain at the top of the AFC East. Um, but like I said, competition is getting better and better, and some teams um, are starting to get a little more you know, closer. So we'll see how it shapes out. But uh, it's going to be good to watch overall uh, how things shape out in the next few weeks. Now that brings me to the Cowboys and the Eagles, and the Eagles remain the lone undefeated team. Uh, improving to six and zero on the season, beating Dallas I think twenty six to seventeen. This was one of those games in which the Eagles just really uh, were able to go on a big run. I think in the second quarter or so, put up quite a bit of points. I mean they took advantage of turnovers. Dallas was wasn't you know really good, and th- this is the one game where. You know, all that talk about Cooper Rush and everything he was doing and this and that. Like, all that kind of came to a screeching halt because, you know, he wasn't able to get much going. You know, the thing that he threw, I think, two interceptions, three interceptions. He just took advantage of those, those interceptions. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't do, you know, early, he didn't do much early on, but then he got it going with his mobility. And then finally, I think, Smith and Brown for a couple of scores. Um, the running game wasn't really effective for the Eagles as well. Dallas just started off slow. They recovered late and did make it a little bit interesting towards the end. Um, but the Eagles were able to kind of hold them off uh, by putting together a long play drive, which ended up having a touchdown at the end of it. And so I think from that standpoint of view, like it was, it was good to see. Like you know, both teams. Uh, you know, be close at the end. You do expect that a little bit in a division rival game. Um, but the Eagles just look at their schedule, look at who they've gone up against. They've they've had some quality wins, and no doubt some of the other games they've had are have been a little bit easy per se, uh, or let's just say that they've put up a lot of points in those games to win those games, and so. When you look at it from that standpoint of view, like the Eagles uh, have had some decent victories and some victories that they've kind of have had by just playing lots of competition, but uh, they remain undefeated and it remains to be seen how well do they keep it going. You know, can they continue to have this hot start and will it end up end up um, having the number one seed or not? It really is a question now because they're off to a really nice start, but can it continue? Only time will tell, and we're going to find that out really soon about, about these teams going forward. 